Okay, so what's the difference between um, Fighter Fest Night 2 and the karaoke segment on SmackDown? I don't know. What is it? At least people actually turned in for Fighter Fest. Ooh. Actually, that's not the best joke I had, but I mean, that's the closest thing I, I, I had to a joke. Oh, fucking hell, that... That okay. kar- what? Why? Wait. Why did we have karaoke on a SmackDown? <laughs> that that joke is still better than the karaoke thing on SmackDown. Oh, God, that joke was more entertaining than the karaoke joke on SmackDown. Right. Colonoscopies are more colonoscopies are more entertaining than that that karaoke segment on SmackDown. All right. Root canals are more are more entertaining than that karaoke thing on SmackDown. Um, you know what else is more entertaining than that thing on on SmackDown? Watching paint dry. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know what's more entertaining than watching the karaoke segment on SmackDown? What's that? You losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's better than watching the karaoke bit on SmackDown? Uh, Anything that involves Baron Corbin. Ooh. You know what's uh, more entertaining than than watching the karaoke thing on SmackDown? What's that? Um, anything with Rob Gronkowski. Ooh, ooh, that's a hard one. You know, uh, you know, it's better than watching the. You know, it's more entertaining than watching the. God, go, 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 go. So you know, it's more entertaining than watching the the karaoke segment on SmackDown. What's that? Uh, watching Jerry Lawler talk to somebody under thirty. <laughs> I was just gonna go there. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, you know what's better than watching the karaoke bit on SmackDown? Hmm. Jerry Lawler's commentary on women matches in the mid nineties. No, those are just as painful. <laughs> Fucking hell. Welcome to the natural disasters of wrestling. I'm Don. I'm Matt. And if you can't tell, SmackDown had a karaoke segment. So, yeah, we have nothing nice to say about it. Yeah, apparently it's so. From what I've been reading online, it was supposed to be a rib at uh, Cody Rhodes. How? Because uh, they trademarked Dusty Rhodes' name recently, and like, if they didn't use his name, if they didn't use his name for something, like, uh-huh. it could lapse over. Okay, but how? How did they use his name? Because they mentioned his name in the karaoke bit and they used this theme song. Did they? Yeah, for Naomi. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's stupid. Oh, so, okay, so in order, okay, well, that's the most stupidest and pettiest thing that I've ever heard then because I didn't know that. Yeah. One, I didn't know that they had to do it in order for that. Two, that you literally created the worst piece of television in 2020 when you have everything circumstances being what they are, you have everything in your power to put on the best content, but you choose there that in order to be petty. I don't... That's not even a power play. That's like... Like going out of your way to push an old lady in a wheelchair when, you know, she's not even in, like, on your street. She's not even in your way. That's like... That's like talking shit about your ex on Facebook when you don't have your ex on Facebook. That's like talking about your employer when you're not even employed with them anymore and you like you quit on your own terms. Hey, I feel assaulted by that. <laughs> As you should. That's okay, I've done that too.
I have regret. I have major regrets. I have no regrets. Oh, I have all the regrets. I don't fucking feel the need to put any more uh, time and effort into them, especially when they're not paying me. Oh, man. But, but yours is different. Yours is actually putting people in harm's way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so is mine, kind of. Like, if you're letting maggots sit on the floor where you make sandwiches, you're, you're kind of doing something detrimental to your customer self. But that's another story for another time. Um, yeah, I just... Oh, my God. That's so fucking stupid. And, you know, Fox paid for that. So, I mean, I guess more power to, to WWE, but, like, I'd be pissed. You know what's interesting though is uh so you know recently the uh, WWE network is uh kind of been free for the most part. Yeah. And there's been talks that like you know Vince is trying to sell off the network. Yeah. So it appears that like that might be in the realms for for Comcast cuz uh they're launching their new streaming service today called Peacock. Yes. Which which Nick Cannon just got fired off of what yeah i didn't hear about that oh so apparently he was on a podcast last week mm-hmm. or he was on a podcast i think i think from what i understood it was recorded like last year but uh it was released like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and apparently he made some anti-semitic comments or at least like they sounded kind of anti-semitic they were talking about how and, and i'm just quoting here this this doesn't reflect the feelings of us we respect everybody and everyone um, something about how like black people were the true Hebrews or whatever and how like everybody that's Jewish or light skinned or white is like lesser and everybody was just like bro what the fuck yeah he's fucked so I so, mean good job on, on getting fired on your first day of work I'm pretty sure they're gonna cancel Wild Out now too oh, I'm sure yeah but yeah uh, no I mean he'll be fine though he has that baby mama money from uh Right, okay. Yeah. No. He'll be fine. That's, that's, uh, would you rather have be, uh, uh, Mariah Carey money or Beyonce money? Which one would you be happy with? Ooh. See, here's the thing Mariah Carey, so Beyonce, don't get me wrong, she makes millions upon millions a year, but Mariah Carey doubles her income every December when they start playing All I Want for Christmas is You. And didn't that become, like, ironic, like, in the 2000s? Like, that song wasn't even a hit when it came out. Yeah. Like, that, that song just came, like, popular ironically, and then it dissolved into unironically. I honestly hate that song now. I hate that song so much. So, oh so much. God. But, yeah, she does She does double her. I don't know. Who do you feel has better music, Mariah Carey or Beyonce? Uh, I am the Mariah Carey camp. Really? Yeah. I can't name I mean, one. I can't name more than like two Mariah Carey songs. I'm probably more in the Beyonce camp if it's Destiny's Child. I can only name maybe like three Destiny's Child songs. I can name like all their songs. Like the honestly, like I wasn't like Beyonce was never in my realm until Lemonade came out, and like that's literally like the first Beyonce album I ever set like all the way through, and I can actually say it's actually really good. And you see, I don't like Lemonade, so it's like really yeah. The fuck is wrong? Oh, it's because. It's because, yeah. Oh, no. oh, oh, we're playing that card even though we're cousins. <laughs> even though we're blood cousins. We're fucking first cousins. Oh, my God. Uh, we have the same fucking grandparents. Uh, well, uh, we, have, uh, we have the same grandfather. Have, uh, um, fuck, how do we get on to this? 
Oh yeah, so Peacock, yeah, he wants to. Vince wants to sell it to Peacock, or thinking yeah, about well, selling it. To, so, I thought he was thinking about selling it to Showtime or something like that. Um, I guess that was the original plans, but so Peacock announced that they're going to be having a bunch of WWE content on. on That's the right. Yeah, they're probably going to have a, like all the old Saturday Night Men events or whatever. Well, not Saturday Night Men events, but they're doing like the best of you know WrestleManias, the best of blah 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 blah, the untold stories. Uh, really? Yes. Wouldn't the, that be for like ESPN though? Yeah, well, one would think. Because yeah, haven't they? Don't they have deals with ESPN? One would think. I mean, they have deals with ESPN and Fox Sports, but. And like they've been showing WrestleManias on ESPN. Like they haven't shown a WrestleMania in, in like a couple months, but still they were doing you know all those WrestleManias on ESPN. One would think, but who knows? So they're also doing the uh, Steve Austin Broken Skull Ranch podcast on it. Interesting. Wait, so are they making new ones, or are they just re- re- putting up all the old ones on there? Um, I don't know. We'll know in August, because that's when they're going to launch them. Launch the WWE stuff? or the yeah. Peacock starts today, but the WWE stuff starts in August. Do you have HBO Max? No, I don't. Oh, I should lend that to you, because it's actually... I've been watching the Teen Titans. Um, it's such a good show! Dude, I haven't watched that show since like I was in... Like when I was in middle school or high school or whatever, it yeah. holds up really, really well. It's such a good show, and uh, Doom Patrol. Like, if you get a chance to watch that, like, it's such a good show too. I'll check that out at some point. I know for sure I want to check out The Watchmen because I didn't get to watch it when it came out originally. It is. So, I think I told you like, I I got my mom to sit through like all all the episodes in one yeah. sitting because yeah. she was just like from the very beginning she was just she was taken in by it. It's a prequel or a sequel? Uh, so it's not. A, it's a sequel to the comics, not to the movie. Okay. So. I feel ashamed. I still haven't read the comic. It's really, really worth the read. Yeah, I know. I've been wanting to read it. I just haven't had a chance to read it. <laughs> Look at us talking about nerd shit instead of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, they all, they're all kind of hand in hand. That's true. This is very true. This is very, very true. Um, so, the only show uh, that's getting some decent numbers lately for WWE has been uh, NXT. Which isn't surprising because NXT has always been the superior of the three brands. I mean, it really is. So, um, it, it beat, you know, it beat Fighter Fest the last two weeks in terms of ratings. Did it really? Yeah. Or I know Fighter Fest got the demographic, yeah? Yeah, dem- they got the demographic, but in terms of overall rating um in terms of overall ratings they got that plus 50 view so oh so we should probably mention too like we tried recording last week but we didn't get to because of a bunch of shit uh one of them being uh this motherfucker in uh introducing the family to his new squeeze yeah. uh so he is off doing gay shit romantic shit yeah. or at least that's what you could call it uh and then it was my birthday um, yeah. so I'm, uh, officially old. No, I'm... You're closer to 30 than you are 25. Fuck you, first off. Second. <laughs> second, I'm in, I'm in my prime still. I'm good. I just, you know, can't fit into some of my shirts right now because of this fucking quarantine weight, but whatever. I'm gonna work on it. Uh, but yeah, no, I am, uh, I am closer to 30, but that, that ain't no thing. Uh, at least I'm not old as shit as Donald here. Um... <laughs> remember we're only eight years apart that's still eight years bro 
All right, you're closer to getting your AARP than I am. All right, and that's fine with me. All right, uh, you know it feels it feels good because at least then maybe in a couple of years we can go to Country Kitchen Buffet and I can use you for a discount. Thank you. If I need if I need fucking coupons from AAA, I know to steal from your mail. Like you know, just there's so many benefits to being you know cousins with somebody older. Um, <laughs> Tell that to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Hey, at least I know he'll kick my he can kick my ass. <laughs> oh. Um, but no, yeah. So we didn't get to uh, we didn't get to talk about a lot of the stuff yesterday. We didn't get to record, so we apologize for that. We're trying to record at least a little bit more consistently. But the thing I did want to say was, um, for me, I didn't need to watch uh, the Great American Bash night two because uh, you know the main event was spoiled the week before. Yeah. So thank goodness because then I got to watch Fighter Fest in peace. Yeah, I saw your fucking comment on uh, WWE's post, and I was I fucking lost my shit. Oh my god, I just I, how do you not, you know, keep things under wraps like that? And like, yeah, there was this Sony made a point. It's just like, oh, well, what if they try to go for a swerve? Like, you know, remember when um when Dream won the North American title, but then he didn't. Yeah, that one taping. People were saying like, okay, well, that's different because. You know, at that taping, there were there was an actual audience, so of yeah. course they wanted to kind of throw them for a loop. But this yeah. time, it they, it was a controlled audience. It was a controlled place, so it's just like okay, like if this was going to be a swerve, then how come there wasn't a second ending? Like when so, the peop when the people you who work there spoil it on fucking Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Maybe like you should think twice about the phones and the... Uh, maybe You know what? Maybe they thought it was live. That's true. That's true. Like maybe because, it was like a complete mistake. Because night one was live. Yeah. But did they, did they record it the same night? Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe, wait, how would you think like you were having a four-hour thing that's live? They probably thought, oh, pay-per-view length. Oh, I guess. Um, Stranger things have happened. But yeah, no, that's the yeah. They shouldn't have done that. They should have yeah. They should have you know. By the way, this should tell you how petty WWE is. So for Great American Bash, it's one of the names that you know was trademarked, so that way you know AEW can't take it. It's one of Dusty Rhodes creations that they trademarked them that they will never give back, just like War Games and just yep. like the Rhodes name. <laughs> so, one of the things that a lot of eagle-eyed viewers of uh, the Great American Bash noticed was the banners that they had, like in the mm -hmm. in full sale. Mm -hmm. So, they basically put an NXT plaque over the WWE logo on the banners. So that means they're old banners. Yeah. Oh, like they're not even new banners made for the for the show, for NXT. Yeah. So, uh, so probably from like the last Great American Bash that the WWE had. Yeah. Fuck. When was that? Like 2011, 2010. Fuck. Maybe 2012. That's what I was thinking too, but that doesn't feel right. Let's let's Google this shit. Uh, so let's see the great. American. The Great American Shitstorm. The Great American Pandemic. The Great American. Let's not wear masks. The Great American. 
it's my right to not wear a mask. The great American. <laughs> the great American, it's my right to die if I want to. The great American, it's my right to kill you if I want to. The great American. Yes. The last great American bash was in 2009. Okay, so I was closer with 2010. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. There was one. There was a one off in 2012. Okay, so you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But prior 2009 to 2012. and 2012. Yeah. Wait, was the 2012 one a special or was it like an actual pay per view? It was a pay per view. Who was on it? What was uh, the well, most importantly? What was the main event? <laughs> the main event. Get, are you ready for this? Yeah. The Great Kali and Layla be, defeated uh, Cesaro and Asuka. Oksana or Asuka? Oksana. There you go. Are you fighting Kenny? Nope. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That was the first match. <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck? That was the first match, which was a minute and 56 seconds long. The second match, which is kind of a little, might, might be a, this was a World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Back qualifying match, which was Cody Rhodes versus Christian. And then another World Heavyweight Championship Money in the Bank qualifying match, which was Dolph Ziggler versus Alex Riley. I love how I asked for the main event here, yet you're telling me the whole card. Yeah, so. no, no, I want to go through this card real quick. Just to show you how kind of shit this card was. I mean, I know it's shit. That's why I just wanted to know the main event. <laughs> so, the fourth match was Jim Duggan, Santina Morella, Sergeant Slaughter versus Camacho, Drew McIntyre, and Hunico. Mm-hmm. And then... The fifth match was was Ryback versus Kurt Hawkins with Tyler Reeks. And then the main event was a 20-man battle royal to determine the guest general manager for next week's SmackDown, which was won by Zack Ryder. Wait, tell you? Which was won by Zack Ryder. It was a 20-man battle royal? Yeah. Oh, God. Which featured Justin Gabriel, Brodus Clay, Ezekiel Jackson, The Great Khali, Damian Sandown, Santino Morella, Cody Rose, Kofi Kingston, Keith Slater, Jack Swagger, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Alberto Del Rio, Tensai, John Cena, Christian, Dolph Ziggler, Big Show, and Kane. Okay. That was the main event. A 20-man battle royal. Yep. And what was it for? To determine the next week's SmackDown guest general manager. Listen, I didn't pay for that, and I'm pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least eight years later... They were like... And the banners they used were from the 2009 Great American Bash. That's why they looked on there. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, okay, so eight years later, they were able to put on at least a better American Bash, even though it's not on paper. Yeah, um, yeah did, you, did you watch any of the, the second night of the GAB? Um, I watched the clips from it. Of course. Because, I mean, I... I I already knew the finish for the fucking event, so... Yeah. 
But did you like watch it at least? Like I said, I watched like the highlight, the highlight reel for it. I watched it. It was actually. I mean, I liked. I liked it. Uh, of course, it was like already spoiled, so it was. I didn't get that whole like, oh my god. Yeah, you get the oh my god. Like they finally pulled the trigger. It's like no, it was just like oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now, did you watch uh, Fighter Fest Night Two? Yes. Now. Wait, no, I didn't get to finish it. Fuck. You didn't get to finish it. I know, I know what happens, but I didn't get to finish like watching it, watching it properly. Okay, that's so fair. I had stuff fair. to do. Yeah. So one of the highlights for Fighter Fest was uh, Taz brought out the FTW Championship. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I mean, I. I it looks nice. Like, I mean, you could tell they he redesigned it. I was about to say, yeah, that's not the original FTW. Yeah. That's not the original FTW championship. championship which we were discussing too when it came out. Uh, there have been a total of there have been total of three champions now. So it's of course Taz and then Sabu and then now Brian Cage. Ironically, um, Brian Cage is the oldest FTW champion. How old is he? Thirty six. Is he really? Yeah. Fucking hell. So because I was Googling this like uh when after after we talked about it, because I was just like, I'm like, who? I'm like, you know, it's Taz, Abu, and Brian Cage. I'm like, I'm like, but you know, does, does Taz technically own claim to holding that title, you know, after, after uh, 2000? Or after, yeah, he does. So, but apparently, so this is the way it works. So, so Taz, you know, created it in 1998, May 14th. May 14th, 1998, he lost it to Sabu on December 19th, 1998. Won it back again on March 21st, 1999. And he basically conjoined it with the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. So it was, but it was never, uh, it was still never like a, like an actual recognized title in ECW. It was never reckon- it was never part of the the intellectual property that WWE purchased when they purchased ECW. Correct. So it's it's never belonged to anybody but Taz. Correct. Paul Heyman didn't own it. Nobody owned it except Taz, which is why it was his. You know, he had every right to bring it onto AEW television, and why WWE couldn't get pissed. Which is, I mean, what, how would you? I mean, like in WWE's shoes, how would you honestly feel? Like it's it's a. It's a nothing title. I mean, not to, not to you know, piss off Taz or anything, but it's like it's an unrecognized title, and it's a title that, like, I don't know, um, just doesn't really have like a whole lot of weight because you never used it in your promotion, and you never used an unrecognized belt in your promotion. So, like, how would you be pissed about it? It's you know? so. Here's the thing. It's yeah. It's not recognized by any promotion, but it's recognized by fans. Yeah, and I think that's where. Like, that's where it kind of gets its, you know, prestige, is it's recognized by fans. Yeah, it has a lot of recognition in the, in, in the smart audience. And, uh, um, and I, you know, I think it's smart to I, – I honestly think it's smart for them to do this with Brian Cage because when you hear – like, so, for example, if you're an old-school ECW fan who's kind of, like, turned off off wrestling because, you know, you hate WWE, you think it's crap – and you know, there's no no real other alternatives. Yeah. You know, if you see if you hear holy shit, the FTW championships in AEW, you're gonna start tuning in. Uh, you think so? I think so. Uh, I would say that if you're a big fan of Taz and old school Taz, and yeah, 
because like if you you know again like if you don't remember the full title of the full history of the FTW title, we'll go over it just real quickly. Uh, the FT title was um, conce- was thought of by Taz because he was supposed to have a title match with Shane Douglas, but Shane Douglas got injured. So ECW basically didn't have a world heavyweight championship for a couple months. So uh, Taz, you know, angry at the world, created the Fuck the World Championship, which was the FTW championship, and he defended it. Even though it was unrecognized by ECW, he defended it as the proper World Heavyweight Championship until Shane Douglas did come back, and then he did beat Shane Douglas for the ECW World Championship, which he then combined both belts. So in that sense, I can understand how the like if you remember that, like just the whole prestige around that and just the thought around it, the the ethos of around that whole belt, I can understand how you would identify with it and how you liked it back then. I'm trying to find the the article that I saw the other day it was on Kate Chide. I think if I want to, I might be incorrect, but I believe uh, Big Money Drew wrote it. Um, and they brought up a good point about how, you know, Taz's rationale for bringing it was because, you know, Cage couldn't fight for the AEW World Championship. And that's because, um, John Moxley has been out for a couple of weeks because his wife came down with COVID. So in order to not expose anybody else, even though he, even though he has been tested multiple times and he's come back, uh, nothing but negative, or he's been, he's come back all negative on all his tests. Um, you know, Taz was just like, okay, well I'm going to bring this because he still needs a championship, but Moxley's only, but Moxley's only gone for two weeks. Like, you know, at least in the uh, when it was originally conceived, you know, Douglas was out for months. Yeah. So, like, what is the title? I mean, is the title really going to mean nothing when, you know, Cage beats Moxley? Or, like, what is, I mean, what, what weight does the title ho- hold if, yeah. if, if the champion is, re- is coming back in, like, less than a month? So, I'm glad you kind of asked that. Um, recently, Mike Johnson from PWI Insider talked to Tony Khan about that and uh you know this is kind of the direct quote that that con said he said well it was a few weeks ago Taz told me he had it and i mean i immediately and immediately that's when the idea struck me to do this i then asked him to bring it down and get it down here and taz's son tyler who's a great kid traveled down down with it came down and got it got tested joined us in, in the bubble tyler brought it when and then we had it taz presenting it to Brian Cage was a really important presentation. I think Taz and Brian, it was a good that they were the first thing they did together because they really had to become associated. Brian's always supposed to debut, was always supposed to debut in the Casino Ladder, Ladder Royal match as soon as we got his diagnosis that he was unable, that he was going to be out till May. Mm-hmm. This thing had been planned for a long time for Brian to make his big intro make the big splash and challenge Moxley. Brian and Taz, they established a report on television. When Taz told me he still had the belt, it was a perfect thing to add to the story, I thought. And so a couple of weeks ago when it came up, I really jumped on it. Once I found out he had it and we were able to use it, I wanted to make make it part of the story. I wouldn't have done it without his blessing. I mean, if he's the one who told me he had it. So once... He said he still had possession of it. I checked and we were clear to use it. Then at that point, I was like, this is to me almost like a no-brainer. It adds much to the story, the presentation of Brian. 
it's so much more credible, the FTW title. I was growing up watching ECW, as you know, and that belt meant a lot. Even though it's not rec a recognized championship when it was defended or when you saw it, it felt like it was a part of presentation of Taz, someone who's a top wrestler in the sport, and I think it can't be the same for Brian Cage. So I'm really excited about it. As soon as Taz told me he still had the belt, man, he talks, he says that a lot. He repeats himself a lot. Did you um did you listen to Cage on AEW Unrestricted? Do you do you listen to AEW Unrestricted? Once in a while, I haven't seen the Cage episode. The Cage yet. one is actually really good because apparently he was supposed to debut on the Jericho Cruise. Yeah. And, and so he when... talked. About, yeah, they talked about how like that's when he figured out that he was injured, but also like like he wanted to debut on the cruise, but also he was just like it wasn't really going to be a surprise either because they're going to be like this huge ass dude is on the cruise. How it was like, oh, of course he's going to show up for AEW later on. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sucks that he got hurt too. So because like that, that like that debut when they started television or something would have been dope. It would have been really really dope, but. I'm glad it kind of worked out the way it did. Uh, well, no fans aside, yeah. Yeah. No fans aside, I mean, if it would have been, if it would have been, you know, fans, obviously that would have been fucking amazing, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I, I think they could still do a lot with the, the FTW championship. I think, I mean, it's, so for example, so for example, tonight on uh, Fight for the Fallen, like they could have a screwy finish because there's no way they're going to take the belt off Moxley. Not yet, yeah. Or who? Or honestly, who knows? Because now, obviously we're looking at it from a wrestling standpoint, but we're going to have to also look at it from a real life standpoint because, um, you know, his wife has been sick. And, you know, luckily she's getting better if you follow Renee Young on Twitter or Instagram or anything. You see that she's getting better, but also, like, something that kind of scary and something where, you know, both of you are still around a lot of people. I'm sure he wants to be with his wife. So he might end up taking more time off than he's probably wanted to because of the beginning. Oh, you broke up there. Beginning of all this, like, Moxley wasn't really on Dynamite because, you know, travel restrictions. Um, it's really hard for people to get around certain places, um, especially at the beginning of all this, and especially now uh, with his wife's health and then having to think of his health too and then having to think of everybody that's around, I'm sure they'll kind of want to stick to themselves for a while. So, uh, you know, logically speaking, I could see them probably making the switch um, today. Um, but also, uh, you know, I can't see it being a clean finish either like i'm sure if, if he does if if cage wins cleanly you know that's fine he is a monster let's keep making him look like a monster but if it's a screw finish that still sets up something for later down the road when everything yeah. is a little bit better yeah and i mean that's why i feel like i i personally feel like it's going to be a screw finish tonight just because they want cage to look strong but they don't want to take that title off of off of moxley that's personally like what i'm, I'm thinking is going to happen yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else has Moxley been feuding with? Dark Order. Uh, Brody Lee, Jericho's always still there. Um, 
If you want to turn Kenny heel, which I highly doubt you're going to do anytime soon. No, yeah, no. Um, probably not until next year. He's currently way too over for as a baby face. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I guess. And I don't think they want to do the whole, uh, I don't think they want to do the whole, you know, heel, heel leadership kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, but you know who, if you, well, if you motherfucker had watched Dark last night, uh, you'd see that Taz is taking a shining to Ricky Starks, who's actually really talented. Um, and, you Maybe. know, there's a reason why he's in AEW. Uh, so... Make Taz the new fucking Paul Heyman of. Uh... Oh, I don't think even Taz wants to be the new Paul Heyman, so let's kind of save that comparison for, for somebody else. Okay, but... you know how you say I'm a Paul Heyman guy, like. Well... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Taz guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's... I could, I could see Taz with like a small little stable, or I can see like you know if Cage has done with the FTW title. I could see um, Ricky Starks with the FTW title too. Actually, um, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, because so um, let's let's if make you, him you know if you're watching dark or if you're watching any of dynamite um you'll you'll notice that brandy is kind of teasing a women's tag division yeah which obviously if there's a women's tag division there might be tag gold and you know aew doesn't want to be so uh have like a bunch of gold like just kind of floating around everywhere but i would be interested in seeing some sort of championship that's uh exclusive to dark yeah so whether you have like uh, like a dark middleweight champion, or if you have like even even if you have like a trios championship that's exclusive to dark, because that's what seems to be on dark a lot, that would no. be really interesting. You know what you do? Hmm. You bring Zack Ryder in, and you bring the Internet Championship. Internet Championship is is owned by WWE. Is it? Yeah. Why do you think it's on those WWE games? I don't think it is though. Yeah, it's owned by WWE. They didn't want it, they hated it, but it's technically owned by WWE. Because after a while, remember, they were producing his show. They were producing that Long Island IZ. I want to... I have to look at this. I can't, like... And they don't use that. Of course they don't, but they still... I mean, they don't use a lot of shit that they own, but they still want it because they're petty. Well, no, he's te- so he's teasing Matt Cardona's te- teasing the return of the Internet Championship. Does WWE own Impact Wrestling? God, I wish they did. <laughs> no, I don't want them to own Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling has a much much better women's division. Mm, could the I Internet Championship become an actual WWE title? Oh, these are fucking holy shit. Um. So okay, let's see. The tease comes. The tease comes days after Matt Cardona filed trademarks with the U.S. patent company for his hashtag "Always Ready" and the term "Internet Champion." Look, at, although it was made as a prop for the show, it's been defended as a legal championship during several house shows. WWE stated writer was WWE's official internet champion. The title has never been defended on TV. It appears and can be defended on both WWE 13 and 2K14. And I think it's still in the in some of the recent ones too. So while it's while it's in the games, he could just be like they could not necessarily own the copyright for it. 
he could just be letting them borrow that. Cause that's he, true, because that's what they did with Gangrel, too. Gangrel wasn't technically owned by Gangrel until 2014, I think. Yeah. So... Due to copyright issues, it is missing the stickers of social networking sites, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook on the game. I don't know. That is a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, it appears recently released stars looking to bring back the null idea. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's really that's really um really tricky. So here here it is. While the title is recognized by WWE, it is not affiliated with WWE. Bam. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, if he brings it back and if he doesn't get a cease and desist immediately after. Yeah. But speaking um, on uh, Paul Heyman, guys, like, on, just just make Taz a better than a Paul Heyman guy because Paul Heyman guys, like, it's outside of Brock Lesnar and CM Punk and Taz. Mm-hmm. Like, so, okay, here's here are people that here's a small little list of uh, managed guys by Paul Heyman. So you have Brock Lesnar, Taz, Cesaro, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I fucking did not know that. Oh well, I mean he's been uh, Rey Mysterio's been a Paul Heyman guy since ECW. Yeah, that's true. He's the one that brought him in. He brought him in psychosis in. That's true. Uh, you no, know, little Guido's a Paul Heyman guy. Um, CM Punk, Rob fucking... Van Dam. Of course. Tommy Dreamer. Matt Morgan. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I believe that, but obviously that didn't really carry any... I mean, that didn't do anything for him in WWE. He didn't become an actual person, an actual star until TNA. Um, Miz is actually a Paul Heyman guy, too. I think Bobby Roode is also a Paul Heyman guy, yeah? Yeah, I think so, too. But uh, So here's an interesting little tidbit I didn't know. So back when the Miz showed up for like Tough Enough, and you know he didn't cut it through, yeah. Paul Heyman fought for him to be put into OVW so that way he could develop his skills into it. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that. Neither did I. Um. So obviously, okay. So obviously, we've been there's uh, there's a trend of using old. I'm sorry, one older um, stars as managers and I really like this trend because you don't see a lot of that in yeah. WWE. I think the clip the last time you saw something like that was um uh what the fuck is his name with AOP? Uh, oh uh John Earl uh, John uh Paul Ellerling. Oh, yeah Paul Ellerling. Yeah for, first off I didn't know he was manager of DOA back in the WWF days but obviously yes. he's more associated with LOD. Uh but I mean, his work with AOP was actually really, really good. Yeah. Um, and like, you don't really see too much of that in WWE. I re- I'm really liking it in AEW because Tully Blanchard could still cut a promo. Paul Erlingway is the master of uh, three-letter team names. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, Tully Blanchard can still cut a promo. If you've seen any of the recent promos, and if you even go back to some of the stuff that he did with um, with the Four Horsemen and stuff like that, like that's fucking impressive. Arn Anderson is obviously managing the Nightmare family and makes all the sense in the world. Um, Taz, obviously, with Brian Cage. And then you have Dustin Rhodes with the Nightmare family. Or the, yeah, the Nightmare family. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, it's part manager, part talent. Part manager, part talent. Because he's still, like, um, I, I feel like he's still... He's still an active... Com- yeah, he's still, he's still a very good active competitor, and he still has a lot to offer, whether I'd actually be in the ring or backstage like he's doing right now. But um, I'm really liking this trend. Uh, if you also remember, uh, Nyla Rose 
is getting a manager too. Yeah. That's one of the things, sorry, I forgot to mention that. That's one of the things that, uh, Fighter Fest that really, really, really kind of struck me is when she said, you know, since she sees all these people with managers who have gold, that maybe she should. My first thought was, what about Sean Spears? I was about to say, Sean Spears doesn't have a gold. Cody barely got the TNT championship. Fucking Moxley doesn't have a manager. And neither do um, uh, Kenny and Hangman. They don't have a manager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, and then Hikaru doesn't even have a manager. No, she doesn't. The only, like, literally, the only two people that have gold are now just Brian Cage, who technically has un, uh, and, and Cody. Yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, it was like, like to me that was like, uh, that doesn't fucking make any sense. Or, but, okay, but what route does she go though? Like, so, do you think she gets? She, do you think she gets another old man? Not to be dismissive, but do you think she gets another old man to be a manager or? Are we going somewhere around the lines of like fucking jazz or something like that? I mean, jazz would be nice. Um, or did or did or did Sunny fuck up her plans? I think Sunny fucked up. Sunny fucked up her plans. I think. There's no sunny days for her anytime soon. No. What I think might happen is uh, Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong. Yeah. Um. I could see that they're not doing shoot. Well, from what I understand, there's a lot of shooting that doesn't start until until September. Yeah. Uh, for some productions, um, but also if I'm correct, well, I mean, Awesome Kong is a mother, and uh, doesn't she have health problems too? Yeah. So I don't true. see why. So I don't see why she would um, travel. My other my other thought was uh, Vicky Guerrero. Um, that'd be interesting. So, because she has I mean, been heavily affiliated with AEW. Well, she's been affiliated. I wouldn't say heavily, but she is affiliated with AEW. Yeah. Uh, she's only been on there like twice. Once yeah. as a guest commentator for Dark, and the other time when she was part of the the cheer the the cheerleading thing for the Inner Circle. She's done a couple of uh, guest commentaries on Dark. Uh, one or two, yeah. Uh, I mean, Nyla Rose is kind of a good mouthpiece on her own. I don't see why she would need Vicky. And, and aside from like maybe the business itself, like what would Vicky offer her? Because she wasn't necessarily in ring talent. Um, no, she's not a in in ring talent. But as a manager, she can. Yeah, I guess she would. Because I mean, think about what she did with you know. Okay, yeah, I think guess. about what she did with Edge with. With Edge, with fucking... Uh, I try God. not to. <laughs> La Familia, the whole La Familia faction. Again, I try not to. <laughs> she managed... Uh, like, I mean, she managed Laycool. She managed Del Ziggler. If we're going that route, fucking just bring Chavo in. Fuck. Yeah. Because, well, look, think about this. So, Dolph Ziggler only had his, his World Heavyweight Championship reign when he was managed under Vicky Guerrero. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. When he won the title from Alberto Del Rio, he was with AJ and Big E. Was he? Yeah, that was the night after WrestleMania. He cashed when he cashed in. He came uh, down yeah, with AJ right, and Big right, E. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I stand corrected. I'll edit that part out. I won't. Well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I'll edit out when I'm wrong. Then we're not gonna have a show. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I'll admit, yeah, you know, Edge did have his. Uh, 
his world title reign when he was with Vicky and stuff like that. Like, I'll admit that. Um, I guess. I don't know. But then also, you could also chalk it up to Teddy Long. Yeah. Teddy Long was with them as well. And then you'd have to ch- also chalk it up to Hawkins and Ryder. That's true. So it's not just Vicky Guerrero. Like, I could see, like, let's say, um, like, Zelina Vega and uh, and uh, Andrade. Yeah. Um, in that case, like, yeah, you can pin a lot of success on Selena Vega as well. But in that case, I wouldn't pin it all on, you know, Vicky Guerrero being a great manager. Uh, but no, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe someone like a Jazz would be cool or, I don't know, who are we missing? Table. That'll never happen. Oh, God, no. Uh, you get, you get, you get a lunger blaze before you get Sable. Um, oh god you really want to go down that road no i don't want to go down that road you know i hear if you look up say if you ask anything about table brock lesnar will be at your house within the next 60 minutes (laughs) 30 if you look up her old playboy pictures (laughs) i believe that um i don't know is there really like a lot of like not to be not to be like dismissive of anybody else but like well-known American female wrestlers that aren't signed to WWE right now. That aren't signed to WWE? Or that don't have, like, a big affiliation with WWE. Like, I can't see Amy Dumas going to AEW. I, maybe Gail Kim. But I don't think she really wants too much to do with wrestling right now. No, she's um, kind of done with wrestling. Like, WWE, really. Lisa Marie Verone, perhaps. Well, you I know, know she's what? doing her own thing. Let's look at the... I would say Candice the... Michelle, but all she'd do is light candles and incense. Uh. Let's look at the Black Wednesday list of names. Because that could be a possibility. Oh, yes. Yeah, a pregnant Sarah Logan being Nyla Rose's manager. <laughs> so... Let's look at that list. We have Fit Finley, uh, IRS, Shane Helms, Lance Storm, Billy Kidman, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Shock, Sarah Stock, sorry. That could be a that could be a fucking decent one. Isn't that Sarah Logan? No, um, Sarah Stock is a uh, Fuck, 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 I forgot her name in TNA. She is... Sounds familiar. Yeah, she said something familiar. Uh, Dark Angel, Sarita. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, but that's what I'm saying though. Is this like I are we like I said? Are we going the men the the men route? Or are we going a female? Yes. Or a woman? Like I would prefer if she had a woman as her manager because that's what I think we need more. I think powerful uh, female managers and or valets are something that is probably needed once again. Maria Canales. Ooh, that's actually not bad thinking. Maria hasn't necessarily always been the best wrestler, but she has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. 
since a lot of these people, means, so ooh, which, a lot of these people might maybe be you get the miracle. Hmm. I could. I, I wouldn't put it past uh, the Bennett's going back to Impact. Yeah, you way. They had a lot of success there. Real quick, I just got a Twitter notification from Russell from Russell Votes. So, WrestleMania 37 slash Los Angeles update. WWE is still very much planning to run the event as scheduled. However, they don't want this determination looming. Heard internally, WWE would like a decision by mid-December from the state of California on a large-scale gathering. Probably not good. Yeah, we're, we're, we here in California aren't doing all that great, like a lot of other states with the whole COVID shit. We've been getting a lot of numbers. I believe um, we had 4,000 new cases yesterday. Yeah. Over 4,000 new cases. That's the highest of new cases that we've had since the beginning of all this. Uh, or at least I think since April, if I'm correct. Um, I mean, I don't... Honestly, with everything going on and how... Uh, how shitty people are being with wearing a piece of cloth for at least an hour. Um, I'm not going to feel comfortable until next next fall, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, like I was because like we, you and I, we, I think we had kind of talked about it. Like, we have. I mean, we've kind of talked. When all the shows over about possibly going to WrestleMania because yeah. I would be in the spring of next year. Yeah, I'm just like now as as we get closer, you know, to the end of the year, I'm just like probably not, dude. Like, that's not something that's probably going to happen. So, Fight for the Fallen is tonight. Yes, it is. Um, we got some matches. Uh, we have Cody versus Sunny Kiss mm. for the TNT Championship. And then uh, Chris Jericho is going to be appearing as well. Mm -hmm. uh, my match for the night is fucking... Lucha Bros versus FTR. Okay. Uh, then we have the Elite versus Jurassic Express. Okay. Uh, main event is going to be AW World Championship, John Moxley versus Brian Cage, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like that's not a lot of matches for something that they're kind of hyping up pretty big. So I'm pretty, um, I'm expecting a lot of surprises tonight. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, maybe they bring back Mike Tyson tonight. Ooh, that's possible. But I mean, you would think that they would advertise it, huh? Yeah. So here's what I think, because they announced today that you know Chris Jericho is going to be on Fight for the Fallen, and he says he he's has something to say. So I'm assuming that's gonna that, that's either going to be the whole Mike Tyson thing or I'm assuming they might add a new person to Inner Circle. Uh, yeah, that might be. I could see that. So, I mean, WWE just did get rid of a lot of people and their last days were yesterday. Mm, today, actually. I thought today was their last day. Their contracts expired at midnight. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they couldn't show up tonight. And uh yeah, I'm excited for that. 
Yeah. What does NXT have planned for tonight? Do you know by chance? Fine now, I don't care. Huh? I'm like, fuck it, fine now, I don't care. Um, God, is there even a... Okay, oh, so their main event, which look well, it looks like it's going to be the main event, Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox. Ooh. Um, that's kind of about it. The aftermath of last week's uh, game-changing main event as the Limitless Era begins... Uh, Damian Priest deals with Cameron Grimes and Warren. That's literally all they have. Ugh. By the way, have, have we talked about how Extreme Rules has been renamed the horror show at Extreme Rules? I'm sorry, what? That's the official title for Extreme Rules this year. The horror show at Extreme Rules. You, I thought... Uh, okay. The horror uh, show at Extreme Rules at AOL.com. The horror, the horror show at Extreme Rules Alta Vista. The horror show at Extreme Rules at at Saudi, at the Progressive City of uh, Jeddah. Wow. <laughs> the horror, the horror show at Extreme Rules at SarahLawrenceCollege.com. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof. I'm sorry. That's not even that. That's not anything against Sarah Lawrence College. That's a that's a joke from uh from Parks and Rec where like somebody's reading their email and they're like, I think it was like hot trash man 64 at Sarah Lawrence college.com or dot edu. And the guy goes, what? I wanted a small college experience. Oh, real quick. So we, we have a little bit of time left in this show. Um, we have two big pay-per-views coming up this or one big pay-per-view and one eh, pay-per-view. We have one big pay-per-view and impact. <laughs> I think the so, <laughs> pay-per-view for impact is going to be probably the better, better of the two. Personally, yeah. Because I mean, they've been. We got Slammiversary. Yeah. On Saturday. And then the horror show at Extreme Rules on Sunday. Fuck! I can't even keep up when when the fuck these reviews are supposed to happen. This is stupid. So, real quickly, I'm gonna go over the card for Slammiversary this week, and I want your predictions and as well as mine. Okay. So, we have Moose versus Tommy Dreamer for the TNA World Dreamer? Dreamer. Gonna be Moose. Yeah. Uh, the North versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan for the Impact Tag Team Championships. North. Uh, well, North versus who? I'm sorry. Ken Shamrock and Ken- Sammy Callahan. Oh. Uh, Shamrock and Callahan. Uh, then we have a gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the Knockout Championship. We're looking at Aisha Edwards versus Havoc versus Kira Hogan versus Kimberly versus Kylie Ray versus Navia versus Madison Rain versus Rosemary versus Susie versus Tasha Steeles versus Tara, Tara, uh, sorry, Tara Valkyrie. Uh, I'm going Kylie Ray. Kylie I'm Ray. Uh, Smiley Kylie. Uh, Kylie Ray is a favorite of this podcast, so I'm going Kylie Ray. Yeah. Uh, then we have Willie Mack. Better Bailey, as Cody would call her. Yeah. <laughs> really Willie Mack versus Chris Bay for the X Division Championship I'm going Willie Mack what does the X Division even mean anymore Willie Mack yeah uh, Jordan Grace versus Deanna Peraza I'm going Peraza for I'm going Grace I mean it's my my heart says Deanna because you know I, she's my fav, one of my favorites but uh, yeah it's probably Jordan Grace but I'm going with the heart 
then we have Austin Edward Austin, sorry, Ace Austin versus yeah. Eddie Edwards versus Trey versus to be determined for the vacant world impact champ or sorry, the impact world championship. Um Wait, so how did you do you know how they explain this one away? How they explain this one away? Yeah. So because originally it was supposed to be regardless, it was supposed to be like a four way or five way, right? It was supposed to be a fatal four way with uh Tessa Blanchard, Eddie Edwards, and everyone basically everybody that's there. Yeah. Just without but just they're just replacing Tessa Blanchard. Well no, there was also so Ace Oh Michael also, Elgin. Yeah, Michael Elgin was supposed to be there, but they replaced him with Trey. And uh to be determined is really kind of interesting. So my thought is, uh, so I would go, I would go, I would go Edwards. You're going to go Edwards. Yeah. I'm going to say TVA and it's going to be the Shockmaster. No. (laughs) If you guys you guys can't see this, but he's literally turning his back on me. <laughs> so many names. There's so many things. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pick the shockmaster. What the fuck is wrong? He's the shockmaster, that's why. <laughs> no, um, Oh my god, you're the shockmaster. In all real in all realisticness, I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh Eric Young. Ooh, EY. Do you think but uh is he done with isn't he done with wrestling? I don't know. I think he has a I think he says a good other run for himself. Well they did they did post a video of him getting married in his trunks, so maybe. Now do we expect any surprises? who do you Well Gallows and Anderson has has supposedly already signed with uh Impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Heath Slater has been heavily teased because he's got kids. Yeah, because he has um, kids. Uh, Rhino's teased teased it. Um, I mean, those I like we said earlier. I I wouldn't put it past the Bennett's uh, for to go back to uh, Impact. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Shane Helms, but I could, but I mean, uh, I don't see why he wouldn't go to AEW since Matt's there. Yeah, I. I 100% see it. Yeah, I see him going to AEW since Matt's there. He has a good relationship with Cody. So. Um, yeah, I could see that. I could also see Mike Kyoto going to uh, any of them. Yeah. Because he is back from injury uh, as a referee. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still going Eddie Edwards, though. Eddie Edwards? Yeah. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to say uh, Eric Young. That's going to be my prediction. It'd be interesting to see EY there. I have I've missed EY wrestling. Um, oh, real quick because we told you, you forgot to to go over this, but um, the world is evil. Oh or at yes, least the world in Japan is evil. Yes, fucking evil. I love this. So uh, do you want to explain? Yeah, so they finished up the New Japan Cup uh, last this past Friday for them Saturday. Um, and Evil won the New Japan Cup. And Naito, of course, came out to 
have a standoff with his challenger and who was also part of his stable. Um, and Naito came up, came out with the belts. He did his pose. And in the show of solidarity and friendship and good sportsmanship, whatever, Naito went up for the fist bump too. But as he went up for the fist bump with Naito, he turned it into a two-sweet and attacked uh, Naito. Yeah. Uh, so uh, evil attacked Tetsuya Naito. Then the rest of Bullet Club came out. And by the rest of Bullet Club, I mean the Japanese uh, members of Bullet Club, which is Gido, um, Yujiro Takahashi, Yujiro Takahashi, and I forgot who else. Um, so they came out. They gave the beat down to Naito. Next night, uh, Naito versus Evil, and Evil uh, beats Naito to become Evil Two Belts and to become the uh, IWGP Intercontinental and the IWGP Heavyweight Champion for Bullet Club. Yep. Uh, so also, it's very, it's very interesting, and he also is the New Japan, uh, New Japan Ch- uh, World Cup Champion or whatever. Yep. He also still has the, uh, the open, the never open weight six man title. Yeah. So he has three championships, which is interesting. Probably the first, I think the first man to do it. So, Evil is uh, shaping up to be, to have a good 2020. And this is interesting because I don't necessarily understand it because I knew they were going to break away Evil and Sonata at some point. I think everybody thought it was going to be Sonata more than Evil. Um, but it, they may, uh, I I think it was Insider, or if it was, I don't remember, I think it was The Torch. But because of travel restrictions, New Japan can't really bring in any of the of the outsiders that they have. So, like, Tamatanga, Tangaloa haven't been in Japan. Yep. Um, you know, any of the usual suspects that they have. Yeah. Yeah, any, you know, all of them aren't can't be there right now. So they are lacking in diverse characters well star power but like diverse characters for each of the factions especially yeah. bullet club because bullet club was made to be mostly gaijins yep um so yeah gaijin gaijins i think i'm saying that right. gaijin gaijin yeah uh so to have somebody with the known star power and that's also japanese uh is something that they really needed so i think it's interesting that they threw in uh evil with bullet club um I don't necessarily know how well it's going to work because I never really... I think it, they're throwing a lot on Evil kind of too soon. Um, we'll see who how knows, it plays out. And who knows? Maybe he's the leader now. I think... I, th- I mean, for, is it I mean, is it like default that whoever has the championship is leader? I think that's pretty much by default, yes. And does Tamatanga recognize him as a leader? That's the thing. Tama has, Tamatanga has, actually has a new podcast and I think he touches on it in his new podcast. Yeah. Um, I need to listen, to listen to that. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to this podcast and we'll, we can be on this on the next episode. But how do you feel about it? I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm all for it. They needed Bullet Club needed some freshness to it for a while. Yeah, they've had a lot of in and out with uh, their members lately. Mm-hmm. And I, I I'm still in the, I've never been sold on JY as a leader. Yeah. Same here. I, I I think I'm more for evil as leader too, because just because of the nature of evil. So I'm excited. His I'm excited to see where he goes with this, where they go with this. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now that that's out the way, we have we have uh, the horror show at Extreme Rules at AOL.com at the Progressive City of Jeddah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not 
I'm looking forward to this at all. Oh, no one is. I don't think any of the wrestlers are either. No. Yep. We have Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. Championship. Obviously, it's going to be MVP since he already unveiled the new championship. Oh, but here's the thing, though, is I hear that they're back, they're going back and forth on the new title because yeah. I hear a lot of people don't like it. So who knows if that's for sure going to be the legit United States championship. It looks ugly as fuck. I love how championship is bigger than the United States, even though it is the United States. Yeah. So it needs to I be. I hate it with a passion. Yeah, I hate, I hate it with a passion. So I, I think it looks ugly as fuck. Um, we have Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an okay, I heard none of match. That. Huh? I said I heard none of that because you sounded like a robot for like okay. 20 seconds there. I said we have Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye for an eye match. Oh, God. Uh, you cut out there. Uh, I mean, I guess Rollins. Would you say Rollins? Yeah, I think Rollins. I think Rollins too, since Mysterio doesn't have a working contract right now. So. Well, not yet. Um, I think he might stay for there for Dominic. Who knows? But then again, who, but then again, wherever he goes, they're probably gonna want to snatch up Dominic too. Yeah. Uh, we have Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a swamp fight match with uh, guest referee Donkey. Wow. Well, uh. <laughs> Apparently, Shrek couldn't make it. I'm going to go Wyatt. I'm going to go Wyatt as well, because uh, this is the second match, so that rubber band match to set up the third one. Yeah. Uh, we have Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the Women's SmackDown Championship. Bailey. Yep. We have Asuka versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Asuka. Women's Championship. Yep. Same here. Wait. And... No, they wouldn't do that until later. Okay, never mind. We have Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler with a special with whatever stipulation Dolph Ziggler picks, which we haven't known. McIntyre. McIntyre. There's absolutely no way it's going to be Ziggler. Did you hear about supposedly there's a plan to take the belt off McIntyre around SummerSlam, put it on Orton, and then have Orton hold on to it until WrestleMania? And then when there's fans, throw the belt back on McIntyre, so that way he gets the reaction that he missed from this past WrestleMania. I want to see that. I don't know if it would work the same. And it would work the same. You only captured that magic in the bottle once. Yeah. Like it's not gonna work the same. I think what here's what I think that a lot of uh, so with no fans in attendance, one of the things that they could do. What wrestling companies can do is uh, they can have, you know, they can host live stream parties. For for example, like, you know how WWE has the watch along with, like, a couple of a couple of the wrestlers? You listen to me? Yeah. Okay. You were just staring at me for, like, a dead second there. So what they can do is, you know, they can have, they can show fan reactions via live streams. Oh, I guess, yeah. Kind of like how they do the watch songs, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But you'd have to, like, but that's the thing, though, is that you'd have to, like... 
See, they can do it with their superstars because they can kind of control the reactions and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like how they're doing with the live, the quote-unquote live crowd that they have at, at the Performance Center. Yeah. If you were to do it live with actual fans, like, you'd really, really need to vet that because who's to stop anybody from hanging, like, a bunch of AEW shit in their house or, you know, essentially just be assholes yeah. on a live stream just to be contrite. So that's not something I could see happening, happening realistically. It's true, but so regardless, you can't you you really cannot get any genuine fan reaction until you have actual fans in the arena. Yeah. By the way, I really, really, really hate the, when we were watching Backlash, and we mm. had the world's greatest wrestling match. Yeah. The piped-in crowd noise from. Uh, mm, yeah, I hated that too. I hated it so much. I fucking hated it so much. Because I'm not looking forward to the eye for an eye match. I, I'm not looking forward to it at all. But, yeah. I, all right. I really, I really want to know what the white swamp match is. Uh, it probably won't be any different than that fucking time when Orton beat down, I mean, to burnt down the fucking house. Does it feel like a bit regressive that they're bringing Bray Wyatt back like from the old Bray Wyatt? Yeah, but then again, he's almost like Matt Hardy in that he can control whatever iteration he wants to be. That's, that's why true. he's not always a fiend, or that's why he's not always Funhouse Bray Wyatt. That's true. All right, anything else? No, I think that's it. All right, let's get out of here. Um, so obviously, like we said, Fighter Fe- I mean, sorry, Fight for the Fallen is this week. We have Summerversary and uh, the horror show at Extreme Rules this Sunday as well. Um, please wear a fucking mask. Wash your fucking hands. Um, if uh, your state closed down a bunch of shit, uh, please do your part and blame everybody that didn't want to know, didn't want to fucking, you know, look out for each other. Yep. Don't feel uh, free to publicly shame people out in public who aren't wearing masks. Feel free to fucking shame anybody that wants to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd call this the show, wouldn't you, Donald? It's a fucking disaster. <laughs>